Smart Zombies, Stupid People, and the lead singer from the Oneaters. We're talking about Day of the Dead, Bloodline, and it was horrifying. Welcome to So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And we're here to talk about Day of the Dead Bloodline. Day of the Dead. (laughs) But first, we like to start off with something good before we move to the bad. So Matt, what was something good you saw this week? Um, let's see. Uh, I've been watching that that new show Dave that's on FX about yeah. little Dicky. Yeah, it's pretty good so far. Um, pretty funny. They had one episode that was actually kind of serious and well done. Had um, a little bit of dramatic acting in it, which I wasn't expecting. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it so far. Nice. What about you? Um, I have to go with Onward this week. They just added it recently to Disney Plus, and we watched it with Harper, our oh daughter. God. I cried. so so hard. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> just really didn't take me long to start, and then no. I kind of just kept a small little bit of a tear in my eye it for was, most of that movie. It was so good, and just touching and sweet, and yeah. If you, I mean, it's Pixar, so it's it's Pixar. You know how that goes. <laughs> if you if you have a child or a parent or a sibling, which <laughs> you're going to cry. Covers just about everybody. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely get hit right in the stomach with this one. Yes. Although I have also, I will say, I have also been enjoying binge watching the UK Love Island um, the opposite for the second time. Of an emotionally charged <laughs> show because it's helping remove me from the horrible reality we're living in. Partially by reminding me that reality's always been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> reality TV is good for that. And that being isolated doesn't have to be bad. Sometimes right. it's a paradise. Wear bikinis and and go out with people with good banta. Yeah. Play good weird chat. games where you spit food and drinks into each other's mouths. Are you mugging me off? <laughs> Learn British slang that you never knew existed. Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's great. In a horrible way. I love it. They do not want someone to make a mug of them. <laughs> no. Anyway, we could do a whole show. I could do a whole show just on Love Island, that, but we won't today. That's on our sister show. <laughs> Sadie and Matt talk about trashy TV. Anyway, um, so tell us about the movie we're talking about today. All right. So we are watching Day of the Dead Bloodline. Uh, it is from 2018. Uh, the synopsis is a reimagining of George A. Romero's cult classic, Day of the Dead Bloodline is set in a post-apocalyptic, zombie-filled world where a former med school student is tormented by a figure, a dark figure from her past. The only thing is, he's a half-human, half-zombie, hell-bent on destroying her world. (laughs) That actually sounds interesting. (laughs) It does. (laughs) If I didn't know any better. Well, and just to be upfront. George A. Romero actually has nothing to do with this. Yeah, I, think, I think the rights to the original had gone away and his estate didn't keep them and somebody bought them up and turned it into this. Yeah. Nothing like crapping on a man's legacy for a few bucks. <laughs> and spoiler alert, they did not make a few bucks. So it was all for naught. So let's go ahead and get started. A lot of 
horror movies, you know, ease you into the gore. They start off with like kind of a suspenseful scene. And then at the end, someone's like killed at the beginning scene. And then we go to the credits or whatever. And this one starts you right yeah, you're from dropped the very beginning. Right into the thick of things of right just, off the bat. And I've never seen a zombie attack cause a body to explode with droplets of blood spraying forth like confetti. Right. That was very new to me. <laughs> Everybody's head pops like a water balloon in this movie. And the but yeah, they start off right in the middle of every, like shit's going down right, right off the beginning. And then backtrack. Backs up four hours yeah. and then jumps forward five, five years. years. Yeah. <laughs> You, I like that in our last couple of movies, you've been asking of like, I need to know more about the when and where this yes. is taking place. And they're like, oh, we're going to give you all of that. It won't make sense, but you can have right. it. Right. Which, I mean, to be fair, I appreciate that they did that. Yeah. At least they didn't just back up for no reason. But yes, no, they, they did give us clear, at least somewhat clear guidelines of when this is taking place. Yeah, they definitely tell us. Um, it's dumb. But it's there. Right. And so they they jump back four hours to like right before the apocalypse breaks out, I guess. Which apparently only takes four hours for the entire world to for just turn to into chaos. Really just crumble, yeah. right. Yeah. But it it focuses back on Zoe, our main star, who is like a med student, I think. Uh that's what I get from it, is that she's she's a student of like epidemiology virology right because she's in the epidemiology wing of the lab or yeah. whatever so she's working on um creepy jonathan shake 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 i can't i remember. called him the that thing you do guy yeah <laughs> so what was, what was his character's name in that thing i you can't do? even remember his guy? name wasn't it guy no that no. was um that was mini tom hanks um whose Paul. name i suddenly can't think of um, uh, the Tom drummer, Everett Scott. right? Yes, yeah, Tom no, Everett Scott. He was, he was uh, guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but that's the only thing I can really remember him from. Is that thing you do? He also did a creepy, weird thriller movie with um, Gwyneth Paltrow, where she played his wife who gets pregnant, and the mom is like, his mom is like poisoning her, and anyway, interesting. It was weird. Um, a- age has definitely creepened him. Yeah, but his was, hair looks the same. He was a very good-looking guy in that thing you do, but like, yeah, he just looks like a sketchy dude now. Well, to be fair, he was a decent-looking guy in that thing you do, but he looked like an asshole. Well, he had that's the face yeah, of an asshole. He's always looked like a jerk, which is why now, he played the asshole. Now he looks like a rapey jerk, which I guess is what on they're going purpose for because that's what he right. is. But yes, I, I in my notes um, everywhere that I was talking about him, I put. T-T-Y-D. <laughs> that thing you do, guy. That thing you do. But his name is Max in the movie, and so he has this creepy obsession with our main character. He's like a patient of hers that donates blood, and I didn't catch it the first time, but when I went back and looked at a couple scenes, because I didn't understand what was going on, they do mention something about him having a- extra antibodies in his blood right. or whatever, which does come back later. But kind of, sort of. But yeah, so he comes in to her little thing apparently all the time and is obsessed with her and has carved his arm or carved her name into his arm, a la Mark Wahlberg in Fear. But I'm sorry, the way that Zoe is carved into his arm looks way too neat. 
Oh yeah, to be it's done by him. Very like fancy calligraphy that he dug into his arm with a right. scalpel. Apparently, um, I liked that the uh, the virus apparently that causes all of this, or the one that the doctor was talking to Zoe about at the beginning of the movie, was H one N one, which mm-hmm. was like another little mini pandit. Which it just seemed cute and quaint. Now that like, oh, that's what you guys thought was going to be the big one. You had no idea. <laughs> and I back mean, then. to be fair, like H one N one did cause a lot of. Damage and a lot of people did die from yes. it. Yes, but yeah, it gave me like virus nostalgia for back when these things would dominate the news for about a week, and then everybody would kind of forget they happened until the next one came along. And but okay, we're in the midst of one that's a bit worse now. Yes, which by the way, this is going to be our last virus movie because I can't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> At first, it was fun to torture ourselves. It was fun and cathartic a little bit. for a little while, and now this it's last just time depressing. I was just like, nope can't do it no more virus talk let's talk about other kind of creepy killy things there's plenty of other ghosts and other ghouls and things to kill people without having to do viruses every week and i love a good ghost movie so um (laughs) you just love a good ghost okay true (laughs) i love a good ghost hunter (laughs) my perhaps favorite line from the entire movie uh is in the beginning when we're introduced to Max and his creepy obsession with Zoe. And then the other girl that works with her at the hospital comes in and he's doing something and she says, get out of here, you creepy old fuck. <laughs> For some reason, that line just made me laugh out because I was thinking the same thing because he was being a creepy old fuck. And she comes in and just screams it at him. And I was like, yes, I like her. <laughs> You're so weird. Like, have you not heard people? That's a not that weird of a. I didn't say it was weird. It was just well delivered and timed. Okay, okay. It stood out to me because I loved it, and it expressed how I was feeling. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I thought you were gonna say that it was like a line that stood out to you because it was like very different, or we like not just something that's like no, it just because it's amazing. Um, <laughs> But it also kind of stood out because it was one of the few that was not very bad ADR. Like the beginning Mm. part of this movie and a lot through the middle end is just, you can tell that the dialogue that they got on the day was not good. And so they went to re-record it. Yeah, like something was wrong with the mics or something. Not very much success. It just, it looks like a foreign movie that's been dubbed over, but they, it is not. They were dubbing over English with English. It's just, they didn't do a great job of matching up. No, I noticed the the lip sync. Same thing. Well, and just the sound quality was different. It just sounded. Yeah, you can tell one is recorded in a studio behind a microphone and one is in an actual room. Right. Like, one has zero background noise, one has the normal amount that you would expect. Yeah, lots, lots of bad ADR. Okay, Um, but so we're coming up, we always play the movie uh, on our laptop so that it can help us keep track of when things are happening. But we're coming up on the scene where, yeah, zombie doctor comes out and they start biting people but here's the thing i don't get is the first guy who seems to start the whole zombie thing in motion is the guy that they were working on and talking about earlier in that day correct yes okay so he died long enough ago that his body was able to be donated he was apparently autopsied. His body was able to be donated to science. They were able to come to their classroom and have all this. And then he just happens to turn into a zombie and then everyone else turns within seconds. Yeah, shit went down quick at that little dinner party that they were having where the virus, I guess, apparently breaks out in the first place. Because, yeah, he 
saves her from Max and then storms into the party fully nude and starts biting people. But yeah, it seemed that like 75% of that party turned into zombies within immediately 90 seconds tops. It was just yeah, and turned. It, it just, it was so weird to me because I get there being a discrepancy or whatever, but not that big of a thing where it took that guy. Yeah, it took that guy like, six hours to turn into a zombie, dying. but everybody else, it was pretty much instantaneous. Right, and it was probably more like a day or so after he died for him to be able to get to the hot, like, yeah. for them to take his body to the hospital and, the you know, all of that stuff. It just, that actually really annoyed me for a long time. Yeah. I just want you to know, I've been waiting since we of, watched this movie to talk about it. I think a lot of zombie movies fall into that where they... Have a virus, but then it's kind of back and forth on how fast it takes to kill you. Does it kill you? Do you come back from, you know, I think that that's a narrowly defined thing in a lot of movies. And they well, didn't. and I know Romero has kind of like, I mean, this is based on a Romero film. It's not a Romero film. He had nothing to do with this, obviously. Yes. But um, I know that depending on where they bite, that can affect it or if it's in a major artery so like a bite in the neck can turn you faster than yeah, a and I bite think they in the say hand that at one point in this movie that somebody gets bitten on the arm so they were a little more okay it was gonna take person. it wasn't gonna yeah it, they weren't gonna turn as quickly but i still and and they also kind of set up that premise that yeah if they die from whatever the cause they'll still turn into a zombie it's just i really don't understand how it took so long for that because it's not like the guy could catch the virus later like right. it he had to anyway yeah, that's he, my own hang up i'm gonna died and sat dead for a long time yes. before getting up when it was i will be hung up on get. this for a long time oh also as we're getting so now we're flashing forward five years and we're getting to these military barracks mm -hmm. the guy who is miguel i guess i think was his name or was it manuel the I, bad guy yes miguel miguel okay i wrote it down somewhere the first time they showed him I thought it was CM Punk again. <laughs> I thought he had come back into our lives. Throw back to episode one. With somehow his tattoos covered up or... Yeah. It did look like a younger version it of It did. Yeah. I was like, when was this even made? Yeah, Which, I mean... This is not long enough. That long ago. Yeah. Right. For him to just suddenly have... But yeah, have, no, they like, definitely have similar looks. Yeah. I mean, so much that I even looked to see. I was like, are they brothers? Because <laughs> I really thought for a while... I wrote on my page. I was like, CM Punk? Is that you? This was CM Pop Punk. <laughs> This was CM Punk light. <laughs> yes. He's like the, the Blink-182 to CM Yes. Yes. Know, yes. Or something. I love it. But yeah, uh, so shit goes to hell very fast in that party, and then they flash forward five years to where she's living in like a settlement kind of community post-apocalypse that's part military base and part, I guess, just, you know, people trying to survive. But it's run by... A military guy that does not look like he could command a room, much less an no. entire like city full of people. I've, and he's a dick. So I feel like he's the people would have like had an uprising and gotten rid of him long before the events of this movie. I unfolded. think I wrote that at least three times in my my notes. I like, was like, "How is he? In why charge? are people still listening to him? Yeah. Surely there is not." some overworking government right now. He looks like, like he weighs about 145 pounds, soaking right. wet, like just gang up on and him. They and they stick to him. such strict like military guidelines and stuff as if it was our military now, but it's like, okay, it's been five years. Yeah, the world is gone. Apocalypse. We don't have to listen to you anymore. I feel like they there would probably the people there would probably still have a little more say. Yeah. 
But also, speaking of our own viral issues, when she goes, the Zoe goes to work with this little girl and she's very sick and they're talking about how they have her quarantined or they have her in isolation so that she doesn't get everybody else sick because if people start to get sick and dying, you know, then they're going to turn into rotters because they don't call them zombies. They call them rotters. Rotters. But I'm sorry. You can even see it right here. Do you see how close she's getting to this girl's face? Oh, yeah. She's she just has touching it. And no mask. No gloves. She has no gloves. Yeah. The little girl has no mask. No glove. I was like, I'm sorry. It, she walks out and she doesn't wash herself. We yeah. don't see her change her clothes. Yeah. And you don't have to have lived through a global pandemic to know basic hygiene of like if somebody is sick and you are around them, you should probably wash your hands or yeah. not touch their I face. I feel like I probably would have noticed it before, but it's like I notice it even more now yeah. when it's like even even if we, when you have to go to work and come home and I'm like, um, I'm sorry, you can't walk through this house in your shoes. <laughs> shoes off, take, take your cold Go change your bath. clothes, wash yourselves, yes. <laughs> yourself up. That, yeah, it just seems odd that she goes and gives this, yes, she gives this speech about she's got pneumonia and it's highly contagious and, you know, it can spread. And I'm like, if it's highly contagious, then why do you keep getting in her face? Yeah. And why did you go directly from touching her face to coming and talking to all these people? Who are all, <laughs> all the in charge of the of community. This, yeah. You just spread it to all of the, yeah, village elders or whoever. But Right. I almost wanted that to have been a little plot is like, oh. She didn't get to finish med school yeah. because of the zombie apocalypse. Yes. So that's why she doesn't know any better. Well, and she comes in and tells them that her big plan is we're going to go to the hospital that she used to work at mm-hmm. and loot it for medical supplies. A, assuming that nobody else has looted that hospital yet. Right. In the five years since all of this went down. But B, when she points to it on the map, she's like, here's us. Here's like it's like a mile and a half away. Like in five years, they said they have a zone that they travel, but you guys haven't gotten that far down the street in five years. Well, and I mean, even just where are all their supplies coming from? After five years, it doesn't look yeah, like they have like gardens set up. They're not nobody like gotten growing their own food. That yeah, they don't seem to have a like ample amounts of medical supplies and they seem to have food for people eating. Yeah, they have a cafeteria, like like a slop line for everybody. He's like sitting there giving everyone like what looks like pretty regular food and stuff. And I'm just like, where are you getting all of this? Yeah. Because five years into the apocalypse, we know that that would all stop. The toilet paper would have definitely been gone. Yes. That's the first to go. (laughs) We all know that now. Unfortunately, we realize now, yeah, they're all wiping asses with leaves at this point, five years. Right. But somehow have enough food storage that they're able to not go very far to get any kind of food things, don't have to grow any of the food themselves. Correct. And still have electricity and all this other stuff. Everything's fine until this one little girl got sick. She threw a wrench into the whole plan. Right. It's very bizarre. Well, and I liked in the, the briefing when she's laying out the mission that she wants to go on, the leader guy, Miguel, says, uh, my brother, Baca, will take you there (laughs) in a way like you've spent isolated with these people for five years. She knows his name. She knows that's his brother. That line is like 100% for the audience. And they were just too lazy to come up with a better way to introduce the fact that that is that guy's brother. 
Right. Well, and I mean, they bring it up multiple other times. Like he bring, talks about his, he's there with the girl now. And yeah. he talks about like. Well, and the, they could have just been like, you know, Baca will take you. You know, I only trust my brother with a mission. This And then right. you've gotten that same information out in a way that people actually talk. Right. And not just my brother, Baca will take you. Unless that he you've has known two brothers, years. but I don't feel that he does. Yeah, no. <laughs> They're the only ones that they talk about. And she's clearly familiar with him because in the next scene, they are getting it on. Her right, Baca. They've yes. got a little secret well, romance. They going. start to, and then she stops him. No, that counts. And then he says, "I love you," and she's like, "I care a lot about you." <laughs> she and, Han Solo. Oh, it was. A, well, I mean, Han Solo. At Not least, even. Like, His was playful and fun. Hers was just like, "No, I don't feel the same way," and I'm too nice to say it. He likes to say it was playful and fun because he's used that exact. I know yeah. thing. <laughs> and, you, and you love it. If, I love you. If it doesn't cause you, you to leave me, that means that you love it. Oh, really? That's, that's how, how it works? That's how I gauge your reactions to my things. If, if Uh-oh. It, it's not divorce causing, then she must love it. We're going to have to have a chat. <laughs> so I started to wonder during my viewing of this movie, why more zombie movies don't opt for the fast zombies. They just, they seem infinitely more like scary and menacing if it can just like sprint at you. Oh, absolutely. If you have to wait for a hundred of them to group up before they're very dangerous. Although I was reading about a thing about how in most like zombie lore that even when zombies can't move very fast, like humans can outrun them at first, but zombies can keep walking yeah, forever. Infinite endurance, yeah. Right, and humans don't. So unless you can run and actually get into a place with good cover, then, you know. Which is ironic I, because that is apparently the way that, you know, early humans hunted a lot of the times was just chase something around for so long that it, it gets exhausted and falls yeah, over. exactly. And then it's yours. You don't ever have to fight it. And right. So zombies have taken our one <laughs> brilliant attack strategy, their time-tested strategy and used it against us. But yeah, no, I I like the fast ones. I like that No, I do too. They They're can, definitely creepy. I would be much more scared of a zombie running full speed at me like in a dead sprint. Oh, than absolutely. A meandering kind of <gasps> Well, and the thing that gets me about this is that I think their idea of having this smart zombie is interesting, which it's not their idea. This is supposed to be technically supposed to be an unofficial remake of Day of the Dead. Yeah. So it has vague similarities of like a military bunker happening years after yeah. there's a few survivors. And Day and of they the, have a the original Day of the Dead had, I think his name was like Bub. But it was like a, a smarter zombie that they were trying to like keep as more of like a pet and like that he had value on the team or something like that. That but tracks because I, I've not seen it in lot. many years, but I seem to remember a smart zombie in Day of the Dead. But yeah, this is not that. <laughs> this is a whole different. Well, so they right. make him smart, but they also he gets like Captain America level superpowers. Like he's pushing people. 20 feet across the room and he shoves somebody and right. like flipping people over with one hand and apparently able to cling a decomposed mm-hmm. man that's been decomposing for five years can cling to the undercarriage of a truck but, for God knows how long they okay. were driving. But you say he's been decomposing for five years, which is exactly what we would expect 
from a rotter, right? right? Hence the name. But he does not look like he had, other than his skin tone it's being blue off. Right. Chapped. He, he just looks very chapped. Like right. he's just a big set of chapped lips. Like she says, she sees him. She's like, he's alive. Which I was like, I'm sorry. I, I get that you've never met a rotter that can, like, that will react this way. But I feel saying he's alive is a big jump. But. Yeah, clear, clearly he's not just like normal. Right, right. But like, but that was the first thing I noticed when I saw him. I was like, um, it has been five years. How does he still look, resemble himself at all? How has his nose not fallen off? Yeah, because all like, the rest of the zombies. Well, I mean, I guess because he's got these antibodies that become. That's what I'm guessing. The central it is. plot point. But again, point. it would be nice if they explained any of it. Yeah. Well, and so fast forwarding a little bit, they they discover that Max. He won't bite Zoe, so they're like, oh, he must have his brain is still working in some capacity. So they trap him and decide that they're going to make antibody or anti, you know, zombie virus medicine from him. Yeah. But they're able to do it, apparently. But I I don't understand. Like, it's not like he is immune completely to the zombie virus because he turns like 90% zombie. He just maintains some of his brain function. I don't and get a lot of super it. Super strong, and they don't but explain it. Somehow, I yeah, mixing his blood with a zombie blood cures zombism. Well, and zombiosis. it doesn't. I don't it know doesn't cure the- it. She said, like that, someone who'd already turned. You couldn't give them this shot, and it but would it make, make them you immune. But it right, like, which then not to jump to the end, but I'm going to jump to the end. At the end, when Baca is starting to turn. She gives it to him yeah, and, and is like, fine. give him the vaccine. This will work. And I was like, you literally just said it's only a vaccine. Before, it cannot it, cure you them. Get bit. Yeah. And a vaccine doesn't work as a medicine. Yeah, yeah. You can't give it to him once he has the yeah. virus. Once you get exposed to smallpox, you can't just take the smallpox vaccine right. and not get it. If like, you have the flu and go get the flu shot, yeah, it's you not going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just, I don't get how. A guy that was able to, he still turns 90% zombie, but somehow combining his blood with regular blood makes you immune. To right. Z- or, or does it just mean that if you got bit, you would turn into what he turned into of like Which, a mostly zombie? Why would with, you want to yeah, be like, like that, that? I don't know. It, it it certainly all works out for him in the end because they're just like, yeah, we're fine now. It's We've got a new society and everything's great, but I, I don't understand how they get there and how she was able to... And we don't understand it because they don't explain it. No, there's not a lot of science back They have to explain some of it at some point that they're going to explain how he got like this, other than just having more antibodies, how they use that to to help other people. How is it that that he does all these things or that he's so I was hoping they would at least explain why he was super strong. Right. That's what I was going to seemingly faster than everybody being able to smell her from forever away miles. Yeah. Like, and if he could do that, how has he not found her sooner already? Cause there, she's not that far away from that. Waited at the hospital apparently for five years. The one that he he sat there. And he's like, yeah, of course she's going to come back. She with loved this, when I almost raped her. And when her. she walks in and see, and he's got this like Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Yes, he's, he's doing some weird smile. rubber face, like Jim Carrey esque, like the weird. mask things. Yeah, his his face creeps me out a lot. The face of the military leader Miguel guy creeps me out a little. He looks like he would be like an alt right blogger. 
Like he just looks like somebody <laughs> that his Facebook picture is him holding a very big gun and like with a in camo front of a hat flag. on yeah, and, and camo of some sort in it. Sunglasses that are like I can't think of what they're called, but they've got the little tie that goes around the back of the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He looks like that. So anyway, Zoe gets her wish and they go on their mission to the hospital. For the first time, uh, but definitely not the last time, one of the people that's been assigned to protect Zoe gets fucking killed. In her mission to save this little girl from whatever disease she has, like, at least nine or ten people died directly because of her. And, and, that, which, I mean, okay, but I get, like, getting the medicine to save the little girl. But again, going back to, if they have all these supplies, like, it doesn't seem that what she has is this unusual of a thing. Pneumonia. It seems to be an upper respiratory infection. Yeah. Did they like make do it this not long have any that antibiotics? Right. Or anything? That's what I was thinking. But also, when um, they're in the hospital and one of the guys gets attacked and bitten, and then you know he says to the other guys, he's like, "Oh, go!" And they're just standing there staring at him. I'm like, why would you not shoot him in the head? Yeah. Either to go ahead and take him out. Run like he said, or put him out of his misery, but don't just stand there slack-jawed and Or as Z Nation would call it, mercy him. Mercy him. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what I wrote in my notebook. I was like, how could you not give him mercy? Yes, grant him mercy After or whatever all, they like, say. I'm sorry. I would much rather, if, if zombies are ever attacking me, babe, please shoot me in my head so I don't have to feel them. Understood. Pulling open my stomach and ripping out all my intestines. I'll tell you what, even if there's a slight chance that we're in danger, I'll just go ahead and do it. <laughs> that that look that I'm getting right now cannot be conveyed across audio channels, but it is piercing. But now I have evidence, people, so if I go missing, oh, this, you know. We will 100% this will hold up. edit this out. <laughs> The world cannot you hear my secret what? plan. It's you a- leave my little dorky rants in there, but <laughs> yeah. but these things, that's yeah. what you take I'm out. I'm just going to leave in evidence. <laughs> How much true crime have we watched as a, as a couple? And you think I'm that dumb? <laughs> anyway... But yeah, that's and that's not the only time that that happens, though, where someone you see them because these zombies, if they don't these rotters, I'm sorry, if they don't go straight for the neck, which is what most of them do, as if they're like vampire zombies. Right. They almost all seem to go straight for that artery as if they know this is the way to get you on my team. (laughs) That's where the good blood is. Right. Which is odd because I'm pretty sure zombies are supposed to be going for flesh, not blood. Right. But anyway... If they're not going for your neck or your face, they seem to go straight for the gut and be able to rip it open. And then they pull out the intestines and start playing with it. So why, 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 if you see someone you care about, at one point in the movie, they finally do it where he shoots a girl in the head as she's getting bitten. The one girl that's not Zoe. It still takes. Yeah, right. Exactly. The one girl who's not Zoe. And it still takes him forever as if he's like, oh, yeah, he really wrestled with it. Like, no, no. their fingers are digging into my belly button right now. Let's please pull that trigger. Please make it stop. That's going to hurt. Or it's hurting a lot. I don't know. I've never tried 
to shove my hand inside of a person like that. But I imagine it's a lot harder than zombies make it look like it is. I'll try to right just now if you dig want. your hands <laughs> into somebody's stomach and pull right. stuff out. They're always it just slips right in like they're made out of play doh. It's like no, I, I think it takes a bit of effort to break through somebody's skin. And now, if I remember correctly, because again, it has been a while since I've watched. I don't know that I've actually ever seen Day of the Dead, but. I know I've seen Dawn of the Dead a few times because my old teacher was in it. <laughs> my film teacher from L.A. was Scott Rayner. He was in Dawn of the Dead. But, uh, and I'm pretty sure I saw Night of the Living Dead. But I don't think I've seen Day of the Dead. But if I remember correctly, that was still, that was that's a Romero thing that they tend to, to be able to rip in and get the organs, oh, yeah. but it I, just, uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't, yeah, especially if, like, their bodies are so weak because they're decomposing, but they're suddenly able to right. do things that regular human hands can't do. I would love to see a zombie movie, like a Shaun of the Dead-type zombie movie, where they go to try to rip entrails out of people like a zombie does, and just their fingers start falling off and things <laughs> like that. They just can't like, get in it. Oh, I've they're seen this get- in the movies. They Why try to bite in their teeth just fall out yes yeah. yeah because they're just rotting and yeah it gross. seems like at a certain point they wouldn't be that dangerous to you anymore because they can't penetrate mm-hmm. your undecomposed skin right i mean i guess there's especially if they even people who are dying of any cause are turning into zombies i guess i could see that it's not as simple as just waiting out for all the other yeah rotters to rot and go away but yeah, at some point it seems like at least it wouldn't be nearly as dangerous. Right. So yeah, um Max, the evil rapey zombie, hides on the bottom of their truck. He sees them in the hospital when they're out getting supplies and hides like grabbing the undercarriage of their Humvee and rides into town somehow. He does it sideshow Bob style. Yeah, it was straight out of The Simpsons. Yeah, there have definitely been multiple episodes of The Simpsons where sideshow Bob has done that exact thing, which made me start checking under cars at a very, very young age, before I'd even been told, as a woman, you're supposed to check under your car. Had a little like, golf club with a mirror on the bottom of it, just sticking it under the cars. No, I'm just, as I'm walking up from a parking lot, just kind of tilting my head, being like, oh. Just make sure that you don't see any crazy purple hair sticking out Right, exactly. Or the big clown shoes. <laughs> you know? Just kind of check these things out. But yes, so he... He makes it for that, which, and then again, I just, so much of this doesn't make sense. And so they get back and they don't know that Smart Zombie has come along for the ride. And he, like, gets out from under the car, rolls over and goes into the woods. And then this little kid wanders off into the woods and makes, it makes you think that he's going to attack the kid. But all I could sit there thinking, which, I mean, okay, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous that the kid would get attacked. I am a mom. I can't turn that off. But I also was very angry at who, at, like these soldiers who were just standing there and yeah, apparently. Go get your ball, kid. Yeah, in go the straight into the woods, woods where there's a, not a fence or anything into the woods, it doesn't look like. Yeah, it's not like we're in the middle of the goddamn apocalypse or anything. Just, yeah, right, go, just it's fine. Go get your ball. Wander off into the woods um, by yourself. No adult, nothing. You're good. I was furious at that. <laughs> Try not to get eight, kid. Right. I'm going right. to wait a good four minutes before I come check on you at all. Right. Well, because I know they're inside a fenced-in enclosure, but like, but there's also all those woods there, and I don't see a fence going through, like, you know. So they- No, I, 
I get nervous like when our child is playing and I don't know where she is now in a non-apocalypse zombie-filled setting. I'm definitely not letting her just like screw around in the woods on her own when the world is over. So he doesn't eat the kid. He eats eats the the guy guy that checks on the kid. So let that be a lesson to anyone that ever wants to make sure a kid is okay. Right. Don't do it. Just let the zombie have the let kid. Let the zombie have the kid. But, it's not uh, worth it, man. So Max ends up getting into the compound and crawling around the air vents. And no one hears him. Nobody. In this facility that is on high alert 24-7 right. in the zombie apocalypse doesn't hear this full-grown man. crawling very loudly. Skulking around. Through in the, the vents. I remember when we lived in a house that had like a rat in the attic and you could hear that thing up there all the time. And that weighs what? A pound? Not a like 200 right. pound man clunking through the vents. And yeah, no. that I mean, ghosts weigh nothing and people hear them all the time. Yeah. The only person <laughs> that hears him was the horny maintenance man that was down there looking at porno mags and had right. to get up to be bothered to work well, in the and vents. he's like he's also he's like grunting and making like he's not yeah he's not being quiet stealthy at all about no it. that was not one of the superpowers that the zombie virus gave him was extra stealth maybe that's a lesson in this is that after five years they grew complacent yeah they just decided oh they we haven't seen prideful. one for a while and they were like we can do whatever Crawling around in the vents. Yeah. Who cares? It's probably just a raccoon in there that right. I hear just stalking We're us. Good. <laughs> no, it's absurd. So when the maintenance man goes to check on the vents, he gets killed. Mm-hmm. And then we find out at some point that that maintenance man is the dad of the little girl that's been sick the whole time. I don't oh, know why really? that. Yeah, because the I didn't even notice that because his wife goes to check on him and she gets zombified as well and then later the little girl sees that zombie woman and is like mom and the mom chases her down the hall i don't know why it mattered that all of them were related that but they were i guess so at the end she could become zoe's daughter and they have their little family unit now with her and baka and the little girl without her actual family getting in the way Gotta kill the parents yeah, off just, so she can take her in. We couldn't we couldn't have just made this her daughter to start with. Right. But no, that's too simple. Yeah, we have no. to kill off people to get her there. Yeah. So yeah, maintenance guy gets got, his wife gets got, but they end up catching Max with <laughs> like a net they just have laying around. They get him cornered and he's gonna attack, and then somebody's just like, like and grabs a net, net off of a shelf. Like, good thing you were in this room with the mm-hmm. net. And throws it on him, and he's just confounded. And they happen to already have a wall that somehow is set up to have big chains hooked into it. (laughs) They have a torture wall already for this guy. Go around his neck and his wrist, but aren't they're not tight enough that he can't move around. Yeah, he still why manages did they to give him any freedom of movement. That's what at I all. was thinking. Why why are they making it in the same room as the lab? Don't Strap they have some table. other kind of empty room or something like that? Yeah, make him where he can't move. Because he's able to move enough that he gets one of the girls by like that girl by her neck and then has enough mo- freedom of movement too that he can take a key and yeah. stick it in his pocket. He can, he can pickpocket people with the amount of movement they've given him. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. Well, and I, you know, because he wouldn't bite Zoe, but like he continually tries to bite everybody else. And right. so I don't know why they're He's still yeah, a danger to other fine. people. We need him standing up so we can take his blood. Like, no, you don't. 
You, right. All, any, everything they do to him involves like taking blood and looking at him. And those things can be done when he is completely immobile. I don't know why they don't sedate him somehow. You know, if they stole all this stuff from the hospital, steal right. some, something to knock him out. Well, they and, didn't know when they were at the hospital stealing stuff. Yeah. That but, he, but still, you I think, think they, they were just getting general supplies. And, yeah, I wonder. Conk him on the head. See, like, yeah. Like there has to be some answer of. Oh, there, a way. there definitely does not have to be an answer. Well, <laughs> in my mind, there has to be an answer. And it's just, for people who have survived for five years, they don't seem to be very smart. They're extra careless. I wonder how they've been able to survive this long. Right. With how little they seem to be aware of their environment and like the dumb decisions that they're constantly making. Right. The fact that she sits in a lab, even with him tied up, that she sits in a lab with her back to him, like, while she's doing the lab work, it's like, no, I feel you should probably do your work somewhere else. Right. Where, A, he can't sit there and try to, like, distract you from the work or whatever it was you thought he was doing in the first place. B, so he can't try to attack you because, yeah, maybe he's not going to try to bite you, but considering he already tried to rape you before, yeah, he, <laughs> I feel before like he's still he a danger a to you. superpowered zombie, he tried to rape you and then presumably would have killed you, I imagine. So, yeah, what makes you think that he's just not dangerous? Yeah. We put him on three feet of chain, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, and and at, it- at one point, she stands next to him and lets him lick her face. Like, she, I, when she's... It's not when she's trying to prove that he won't bite her, but at some point, she stands next to him and knows that he won't bite her, so she lets him just, like, lick his zombie tongue. I don't remember that. Grody. face, yeah. I have a big WTF on my paper <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> I do not remember that. Well, and the other thing is that it's Day of the Dead bloodline, and the whole thing is supposed to be that he's this smarter zombie, but he really just seems to be a tool for them to be like, oh, and then we made a vaccine and it's done. Because, like, once she gets the blood to be able to make the vaccine, he escapes and gets away. And then they kill him very unceremoniously. Yeah. Just, I felt like that came up very yeah, suddenly. Yeah, there was not a lot of buildup. It wasn't a big no. fight. She just kind of snuck up on him and was like, meh. I will say the coolest part off. was where they went into the greenhouse and it was almost like um, that French movie. High tension. Yeah, that's what it made me think of when they're in the greenhouse. And, like, they go in the greenhouse and, you know, he's looking and he thinks he saw where they went and he's starting to look. And then she pops, um, she and the little girl pop up out of the soil. And that's when she, yeah, like, cuts off his head or whatever. But, yeah, that would have, I liked that bit, that scene. I was like, okay, that was actually pretty cool. But they needed to build up more tension to it. It was like, it seemed like he had just gotten out in a way and then she chops his head off. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, now your big bad is dead. Like, yeah. well, he's supposed the, to be the last one. The fact that that one good scene followed 35 or 40 not so good ones right. didn't, didn't right. help either. Yeah, it looks like they're eating, like, vanilla pudding and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, like, like, mixed vegetable. They've got, like, stir fry. They've got a good... I mean, it doesn't look like great food, but it looks like your typical cafeteria sorry, food. Sorry, guys. We just got to the scene where they're eating. We uh, just sorry. kind of shouted that out. Vanilla pudding! But... <laughs> 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 had nothing to do with what we were talking about. But, so one scene that I that stuck with me a little bit for how weird and dumb it was was there's a point where she decides they need rotter blood for her to do her experiments on him with. So because right, she's trying to create this this vaccine, and so she goes, "Well, we'll just go to the gate. We'll get a team of people. We'll let one zombie in at a time." 
and we'll just kill the one like one or two that we need and, and go back and everybody's just like yes great plan let's do that no one needs to know why she would need the other rotter blood to make it work yeah no, no one needs to nobody know nobody cares She's pretty, so they, they let her do it. And so, of course, this is the other time that sh- people died directly because of her dumbass actions. But, right. So, um, they're all lined up on this fence. All the zombies are outside the fence. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, I'm walking dead a lot, they'll you'll see, and they just walk up with a sharp stick and just bam, yeah. and get one, and then come back later and pick up the dead one and... You don't have to open the gate at all for these zombies, but they don't do that. They decide right. to try to funnel them in and let let one do it. And then, of course, the zombies like start pushing on the fence and the whole fence collapses. But there's maybe a dozen zombies pushing right. on. I like, have 12 zombies not pushed on this fence in <laughs> five years. Time? It just collapses just... very fast. It was about 30 seconds. And it they... must have been fast because I don't even remember seeing that. I remember at the end when he, when uh, Miguel opened the, the doors and all of a sudden all these zombies were, and I was like, how are all these zombies inside yeah. the fence? Like, I don't the... understand. Well, and yeah, they have like the only thing guarding this facility seems to be just a chain link fence. Right. Which I feel like they definitely would have. First of all, if this was some kind of military base, which it looks like it was before, right. it would have definitely had more security than that. Absolutely. But if it didn't, you would have put some, you know, go right. I mean, park semi trucks on the something. I'm sorry. Walking Dead, they had a sheriff, but like all these other people were had just been civilians before and like. Carol and Glenn and and all of them could do a better job of keeping Alexandria safe yeah. and staying and know ha- they have to stay watch and, and all this and stuff. Things like that. And yeah. Yeah. Just, you'd just think. Chain link fence. They got a little bit of barbed wire at the top of some of the sections. And right. That's fine. No, I'm sorry. Used to live near a base. They definitely have a lot more yeah. uh, protection than that. <laughs> well, and also when they're, when they're, Doing their little thing, trying to get the two zombies in, and it all goes awry. You know, these zombies are lined up on the outside, right on the outside of the fence, pushing the whole time. And it made me question even more why they let that little boy go off on his own at any point. Right. If they were right there this whole time. Like, why would you let him wander off? Yeah, there's no reason for them to have let that little boy go anywhere near the boundaries of this place if there's zombies on the perimeter all the time. Oh, and I'm sorry, um, before we wrap up, I I have to also point out how there were some awkward moments where it happened like twice, where the way she was talking at first, it sounded like it was some kind of, you know, like a captain's log, where she was like, yeah, I did this and this and this. And then in the same exact tone, it was using that same thing, like she was out for a run and she goes, Max's blood. But in the same thing. And I was like, wait, so. Exclamation point. Yeah. You wrote that while you were taking this. But like, yeah. yeah, Why does your inner monologue sound like I did this and this and this. And then we moved on to this. Yeah. And well, and at the very beginning, there's no narration. Mm -hmm. When they do the four hours earlier and show her in med school, there's no narration. And it's not until they do the five years forward jump. And at that point, there's been so much bad ADR. Right. I didn't realize that it was, I thought she was just talking off screen to somebody for the first like few minutes that you were supposed to be narrating a movie. Right. Because I just assumed that it was more bad ADR. Right. And then I was like, oh, she's actually narrating this movie now. Yeah. And then and just stops for about 40 minutes and then comes back and does it again times. a little bit. 
Right. And they do it a couple times. And it's so weird how they do it because it sounds like it's like a journal entry or a diary entry or like, yeah, like she's making logs of the experiment kind of stuff, but then also has... Shouting. Shouting. Um, Yeah. Shout in your writing. Max's blood. Like... What? What are you doing? Is that what you think about while you run? Are we getting snippets from her diary or are we just getting snippets from inside her head? I don't really know, nor do I particularly care, but it's still confusing and and strange either way. Yeah. And the the military guy, Miguel, again, before he, um, before the end, he like threatens to shoot her in the face or something. And the brother like was like, why do you have it in for her? And he's like, he, she's lying about why she wants this rotter. It's her boyfriend. He's got the name tattooed on it. I'm like, okay, all of these seem to be really big. Like, I get the name being like, that might be a boyfriend. I don't <laughs> feel like that's execution leaps. worthy Yeah, to be like, because whatever it is, he's still some kind of super smart rotter that you have not seen before. Even if he was her boyfriend, I mean, I don't think they'll be going at it now. Yeah, I, I don't also, though, understand why when they first found him, she didn't just be like, this was this creepy patient I had to be as a fair, med student. I don't he tried understand to attack that me one either. time, but well, he seems to be, you know, living, and so let's use his blood. Like, I do just understand. explain to them what her thought process is. Right. If I, I was running the camp, I feel like I would have been fine with it. As a woman, I do understand not feeling, like, especially she doesn't seem to have processed that trauma. And as someone who's gone through similar traumas before, I do understand not wanting to disclose to everybody this trauma you went through of him attacking her and all that. But but yeah, at least being like, he was a stalker patient of mine. Like, because she, she doesn't try to hide the thing yeah, on his arm. It's just right there. Some sort of information with Baca, if nobody else. Right. She could have been like, you know, I have, I know this guy from before. Right. Or something, like, but no. No. And so then when they do discover that she knows him. It's like this big revelation because right. she's been keeping it a secret the whole time. And that's why nobody trusts her anymore. But even that to me is just so we- like, what do you think she's trying to do? like what yeah. you think they're in on it together? Yeah, like, she's going to try to take over the facility with what? her zombie boyfriend. Right. Like-, like, I don't feel that's where they're going with this. Like, what other possible reason could she have for wanting to keep him there if it was not to to make a vaccine or whatever it is that she's trying to do and then ends up. Like, again, the movie, even though it seemed to last forever, still, in a way, kind of ends abruptly because it's she, she kills, kills him, him. She saves her boyfriend. Turns out and everything's the vaccine, fine. she's got it. She gives it to her boyfriend who's already been bitten, even though that's not how vaccines work. And then, yeah, they give another little voiceover thing at the end of like, and now everyone has. Well, and her no, voiceover no, we're at the to- end is she's like putting out a call to anyone. If you're alive out there, come to our right. thing and we'll cure you. She said, we're going to st- like, we're, we're getting everyone in this facility and then we're going to, going to start to mass produce it and, and get Ow. it distributed to everybody. That is exactly what I wrote down. I'm sorry. It's been five years. I guarantee you, you can't just like, you can't hire some company yeah, to just not, go mass produce this medicine for you. Running a pharmaceutical company right. now because you have a couple vials of this guy's blood. How much blood, how much like of his blood do you have? And how much do you think you're going to be able to synthesize, you know, like how much vaccine can you possibly make out of one dude? Well, and I mean, even if you could, how much can you do it with without the equipment and workers you would need to be able to do all that without any way of distributing it? It's not like y'all are going to be. I mean, I guess if you have the vaccine, you won't be turned. So maybe they could travel the world together to. Sorry, my chair keeps 
squeaking because I can't sit still. That, I think that all would have been explored in the sequel if this movie had made more than $701,000 at the box office. That seems like too much for this they, movie. They spent $10 million on this Holy, movie what? and made back less than one. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it still made too much money. $731. I was like, okay, I'm on board with that. I get that. But <laughs> If more than eight people saw this movie in the theater, I'm outraged. <laughs> like, Did you also feel that maybe the audition to be Max, the main zombie guy, basically just consisted of how far can you open your mouth? <laughs> They just had like 10 guys in and be like, just get as wide as you can. And he just happened to win. That's how he won it. Yeah. Because he's constantly just like, and like stretching his mouth out as far as he can. Yeah. You know, he has two or three lines. Yeah. Because he starts to learn to talk at the end. Yes. And he has a couple lines at the beginning when he's still a creepy man. You're mine. Yep. You got the role now. (laughs) How wide can you open your mouth? But his creepy smile is, to me, it looked half like Joker-ish, like he was trying to go for a Joker smile, mm-hmm. and half like Billy Bob Thornton and Sling Blade. Oh, and I could see the, that. The French fried potatoes, and he's kind of got that like mm, grin all like the time. Like the Billy Bob Thornton Sling Blade smile on a Joker who went through the, when, you know. Yeah, got chemicals dumped on his face yeah. like the Joker. Yeah. I there's there's the origin story. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's not any kind of a regular uh rotter. Like. Yeah. And so yeah, so like we said the movie just kind of ends like she kills Max, she saves the girl, she saves her boyfriend and the community is better off without him and Miguel dies. Yep. But that's yeah. That was to be expected because he was kind of your other antagonist besides Max. Max. Right. And then it just kind of ends. And I, I made a point to look as the credits started rolling to see how long this movie was. 83 minutes. What? Felt exponentially longer. I mean, it feels like we've been, we've had it on the laptop for three hours already. Yeah. And I don't know if we're even halfway through it. That's yeah. ridiculous. It it just, it takes so long to do anything. And yeah, when you're done, you're just like, oh, that was a slog. And you realize it and wasn't even an hour and a half. for a movie that's about zombies, I feel like you see very little of the zombies. They did, they did not seem to have a big budget for extras. Because yeah, right. I never see more than like 10 or so zombies I mean, at a time. Hell, even Max isn't in it that much. Right. It's not like he's the main, you know, I mean, he's the main zombie, obviously. But it's not like, he. it's mostly the girl and, and the people inside the, I mean, I guess it's more... Supposed to be, I'm guessing, an examination of the human condition during this stuff, but you don't have convincing enough actors, nor do you have a script that that gives you anything as far as the human condition. So it just ends up being a lot of boring, bad dialogue that doesn't explain anything, doesn't push the plot forward in any logical way, yeah. and then occasionally some very graphic, gory blood scenes. Yeah. Well, and they, you know, they frame it with the. She's getting revenge on her, the man that assaulted her and all of this and saving the saving the compound while, you know, getting back at this this figure from her pet. But like none of it's earned. You don't really care as tough as that is to say, like you don't really care about her struggle because it doesn't seem to impact her very much. Like the the trauma that she goes through in the beginning 
she just forgets about because the zombie apocalypse happens, which I get. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she has flashbacks and stuff. Though they, those seem to be more related to the yeah that party she was at when everybody started getting eaten and turned into zombies because that's what she seems to keep going back to. But it's it's not even that I don't care about the struggle. I feel like the struggle is something very relatable. She as a character is not relatable because that's all they give us. It's a very shallow. It's just, she's, she's somebody that was assaulted at one and point in time. Not to be rude to this actress, but she brings no personality to the role. Right. There's like it's. I mean, it's just like a brick wall running around doing all this stuff. Well, in a lot of zomber, zomber, zombers, <laughs> zombie movies and horror movies in general, kind of they they try to backdoor in a message of right. you know saying something about society or something semi political or something about technology or whatever it is. But this doesn't have it. Like, I don't know what the message of this is other than like there was a zombie apocalypse and these right. people were in it. Right. That's really all that it seems to be. There doesn't seem to be any overarching theme or or um or moral to the story. There barely seems to be a connected plot. It just seems like it's people that stuff keeps happening to. Yeah. I think somebody found themselves in possession of the rights to this movie and were like, screw it. What the first zombie script we can find on the pile? We're, we're gonna do it, Day it. of the Dead, and we're we're gonna make so much money, right? Because this was it when Walking Dead was kind of at its height, and I think that they saw this as like, well, maybe we'll strike it big with this movie, and they did not strike it big, right? Well, because they did it horribly. <laughs> like, if you're gonna do that, do it well, <laughs> like. Let that be a lesson to you. If you're, right. <laughs> if you're going to make a movie, don't make a shitty one. I mean, just not if you want people to like it, you know. <laughs> so I think we're ready for uh, our best and worst reviews. Yes. That we can find on the internet for this movie. <laughs> Finding a good one was the most difficult time I've had thus far. <laughs> Finding a good one. Um, when we first chose the movie and watched it it had a zero percent on rotten tomatoes it is now increased to i think a 12 percent or 13 13 13 percent and that was because one person left it a good review but (laughs) they did it on youtube and i'm not trying to watch somebody talk about it i just wanted to read something so i have no idea what good things they said about it but there is one good one out there now um so we had to reach into to some amazon reviews to find somebody that really really liked this movie <laughs> so as our our dedicated listeners <laughs> let me check that again <laughs> okay as our dedicated listeners will know that uh we switch up who does who gives the good reviews and who gives the bad reviews each week so this week i'm going to be giving you your good reviews so to start as Matt already mentioned, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 13%, audience score of 9%. On IMDb, it has a whopping 3.4 out of 10. 3.4 seems high. Yeah. And here is what Sam from Amazon had to say. So, Sam, if you're listening, we disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we absolutely love that you wrote all of this. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. All right. Sam says, let me be clear. I do not like cheesy, cheap, sci-fi channel zombie movies. 
I love zombie movies if they are constructed and produced in a realistic... (laughs) Okay, sorry. In a realistic and hardcore manner that's believable, has decent special effects, and a good storyline with a proper ending and passable acting. I was pleasantly surprised to see that this movie surpassed all of my expectations. Otherwise, I would never have written this review. All special effects are done in good taste, almost to A-list quality and standards. There is no cheese factor in this movie at all. (laughs) This movie contains massive carnage, blood, and gore, with a pretty good story that connects all the dots and has a decent ending. A classic to be purchased on (laughs) Blu-ray. Gotta get that. Gotta get that 4K. And finally, he gives us a list of facts about the movie. The facts. One, running time. One hour, 30 minutes. (laughs) False. It was less than that. (laughs) Two, widescreen HD. That is a fact. Three, sound. 5.1 DTS HD. Excellent sound quality. Sure. Four, beautiful cinematography. Five, Excellent character development with main characters. Hard disagree there, man. <laughs> hard no. Is that That's a hard no. <laughs> Six, intensive, hardcore, mysterious, and suspenseful. Seven, lots of carnage, blood, and gore. It does have that. It does have that. I agree with that point. Eight, just the right amount of action, drama, and intensity. Nine, overall great movie. That's under facts. Yeah, that's under facts. I'm sure, I'm not sure Sam quite understands what facts are. (laughs) 10, no cheese factor or sci-fi channel garbage. I have watched sci-fi channel horror movies that I have liked more than this one. This this would be very much at home on like a basic cable station. Right. (laughs) But thank you, Sam, for your kind words about this movie that... Allowed us to have a decent review. Yeah, and make little to no sense. But somebody had to say something good, so we're glad you did. Now, on to the bad reviews. Uh, Matt Donato from We Got This Covered says, Day of the Dead Bloodline is, against all odds, even more ill-advised rehashing than the 2008 version. How? How about digitally abhorrent CGI scars and blood spatters? Horrendous ADR that starts the film with mismatched voices to mouths? angled camera shots of half-empty rooms. And who watched 1985's Day of the Dead and decided it needed more rape? No ifs, ands, or bubs about it. The memory of Day of the Dead bloodline will decay at lightning speed. There's nothing new here that Romero didn't do better, only a downgraded horror watch with lesser value. If you can't do it right, why bother? Because Romero's name and pedigree carries immediate recognition, yeah, but you damn well better deliver on those cases, unlike this delinquent zombie boar that's barely even worth a dishonorable discharge. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Matt Donato went real. in on him. <laughs> but I mean, I I can't find any flaws in any of his logic. Like, I have to yeah. say, I agree with him. And uh, Robert Abel. Abel, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Robert, from the LA Times says, Romero's 1985 Day of the Dead wasn't his best, but its talky debates about science versus brute force and battling annihilation at least reflected its filmmaker's grand hopes for the thematic heft of zombies. Bloodline director Hector Hernandez-Vicens and screenwriters Mark Tonderi and Lars Jacobson, on the other hand, are less stewards of it than shockmeisters. 
treating any possible resonance as stale oil in which to fry the usual junk food of gory, hyperkinetic kills. Their side orders are thin characters with dumb dialogue and even dumber behavior. (laughs) Did Zoe need to flirt with a chained Max and let him lick her face to get a blood sample? No, but when you're on a tight schedule of ew moments, why not cheapen her trauma? Romero would have known how to capitalize on a useful monster like Max, but Day of the Dead Bloodline can only slick its floor with tangled insides and slide all over the place. Romero's legacy deserves better. I mean, for real, though, if you're going to take on a legend, like yeah. you have to do it justice. Yeah, if you want to make a shitty zombie movie, just make your own shitty zombie movie. Even you if don't you know you to... can't do better, why, yeah, shit all over classics. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. Those were the best and worst things that people had to say about this movie and on now, the internet. And now it's time for Sadie's Rabbit Hole. Yeah. I promise you I'll put music <laughs> behind that at some point. I'm excited for it. Although, personally, I think that I deliver my own music to it. That is just quite wonderful as it is. Our, our <laughs> no just got a new little needed. keyboard, so maybe we'll use that <laughs> thing to hook up some magic music for your, mm-hmm. your segment. All right. So, I will tell you, there was not a ton of trivia about this movie because no one really watched it. Nobody's so, done a deep dive into no, this classic No, no one has. Yet? I tried very hard to find out if there was like a story behind or like something out there behind why they use the ADR through some of it so poorly yeah, too. Like, I, they must have but just I, filmed near train tracks or something. Yeah. Just couldn't use any of the audio. It will remain a mystery because I couldn't find it anywhere. So, <clears throat> but um, it was, it was released about six months after George A. Romero died. Oh. But I don't remember anywhere in there them saying in memory of George A. Romero or any kind of dedication to him, which is extra shitty. (laughs) They they might have thought better of it and been like, let's leave his name off of it. (laughs) He would not appreciate this movie. We've done enough. (laughs) (laughs) We've done enough to tarnish the man's name. He's dead already. We're not going to do this. (laughs) Okay. Well, then, yes, I can understand that. And that actually would be one of the more logical things for them to do (laughs) the one good decision they made (laughs) was to not try to tie this to somebody that's much better at it than they are right and so as we talked about before it was a very loose remake of the original day of the dead it certainly was not tight (laughs) um but a couple of similarities to the original because i'm counting this as trivia um is there were both have a group of soldiers and civilians holed up inside a bunker with soldiers that are hostile to the civilians who are searching for a cure to this zombie virus. Um, an above average intelligence zombie. And a high ranking officer who is who meets his gruesome death with disembowelment. <laughs> so if you're going to have similarities between an original, I think having disembowelment <laughs> is a... Good way to go with that. That that went on the old vision board as soon as they started making this movie. Right, right. have to have a good disemboweling at the end. And so then I have a couple trivia facts about a couple actors in the movie. But, um, okay, so Sophie Skelton is the woman who played Zoe, the the main actress. And this is more of a, not so much an interesting fact if you just wanted to know about the actress Sophie Skelton. I don't. But an interesting fact. When you watch her performance and watch this movie, because you would not think that she is 
has actually four times been nominated for a Best Actress Award, one of them being for the award-winning, multiple award-winning show, Outlander. Yeah, like a period drama piece. In which she is a large role. I don't know if she's the main role. I haven't watched it. But she plays some American. She's a British actress, actually. But she plays some American person um, on the show Outlander. But it's won a bunch of awards and is a really good show. And she was nominated for Best Actress for Outlander. She's been nominated for some other thing, Ren, that she did a couple of times. And I'll tell you, hon... This does not show off best actress yeah. quality. It's almost like if you give a good actress a terrible script, there's not much they can do with it. Well, and I always have felt like as someone who I've acted my entire life, really, that I've always had that feeling of like, if this if the actor is good enough, you can do something with it. That something at least will shine through if you're a decent right. actor, even if it's really bad. But. I'm gonna, I feel kind of differently about this. Or maybe she's just not that good. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry if you're listening. I apologize. Anyway. All right. And then Jonathan Skate. Shake? I I feel like it's Shake or Sheck. I think that might be right. I looked it up and now I can't remember. I should have written it down phonetically. Anyway, the guy from That Thing You Do, who plays our smart zombie. Captain Geach of the Shrimp Shack Shooters. (laughs) Right. I'm telling you, you are the only person. I watched that movie like 50 times. And still, the first time you said that to me, I was like, what? (laughs) I know for a fact I'm not the only person that remembers it. Because my friend Mike also loves that line from that movie. But we might be the only two. (laughs) I think that's that's probably true. (laughs) Well, if you haven't watched that thing you do in a while, go back. It's great. Oh my god, it's an amazing movie though, for real. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So, in case you didn't know... Um, He used to be married to Christina Applegate. Hmm. In fact, he had, if you've ever seen the movie The Sweetest Thing, which I used to really like, he has a little cameo in it as a guy in a bar that uh, Christina Applegate makes out with Ah. because they were married, but they got divorced in 2005. And then Mark Rhino Smith, he, now it's going to be hard to remember the character he was. His name was Alphonse. He was the guy who, when the main girl... Is like walking around. I don't remember. He says something skeezy to her at one point, and he's like friends with the other girl that he had to like shoot her yeah, in the he was head. One of the military guys, the yeah, black guy with the shaved head. Yeah, really tall. Yeah. He was really tall. Um, I remember that. Um, anyway, he's also British. Um, he used to be on an ITV show, which, by the way, ITV produces Love Actually, not Love Actually. Love Island. Anyway, to bring that up twice. Uh, he was on an ITV show called Gladiators, where he was a gladiator rhino. Oh, is it like American Gladiators? For like five years. It was. And in fact, he appeared on American Gladiators in 1996. But he's not American. As rhino. I know. That's what I was thinking. they have no one checking up on that on the show? But the British one started in 95, and he was on American Gladiators. I don't know if it was one guest appearance or whatever in 96. Okay. So, just an interesting tidbit that he is... A gladiator. I didn't even know that show was still going on in 1996. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen it or watched it. So I've I, I've heard of it, but it was, that's about it. It was a phenomenon of the early 90s for a little while. Yeah, there were a lot of little boys in my like elementary classes that would talk about it. <laughs> I wanted real bad when I was a kid to have one of those like 
fights where they have the big giant Q-tip things with the rubber yeah. ends and, and bash each other with them. I wanted to do that so bad. Now, those I remember and know about, but that's because didn't they use those like on Double Dare and stuff at yes. some point? Yeah, okay. Double Dare, guys. We're going deep now. <laughs> the real man's version of American Gladiator. <laughs> right. Show me someone on Double Dare and I'll be impressed. <laughs> All right. So that's it for Sadie's Rabbit Hole. Woo! Um, just got to change it up a little. So now we're going to talk about, we had to come up with a rating unit. Every week we come up with a new way, uh, something from the movie to rate. And we say one. Well, and I was thinking about this. Because I know it could sound like a confusing scale, because one is the better movie, five is the worst. So I guess I kind of think about it in negatives, that yeah. one is where it go- crosses over to start to be good movies, and that whatever the rating system is that we give it, be it like oozing, whatever, I can't remember the ones we've used before now, <laughs> but that- Gaping <clears throat> plot holes, I know Gaping one. plot holes, that's something that the more you have, the worse it is. Yeah. And so- that's kind of the way this one works. Yes, yeah, we we made our rating system needlessly complicated for no good reason. I think it makes perfect sense. So, ha-ha to that. <laughs> <laughs> that is my response. Anyway, what do we want to use as our rating unit, or do we want to give our alternate titles first and then rate it? I mean, we have to have the unit, but... Yeah. What about disembowelments? Yeah, but those are good. <laughs> I want more of those. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Uh, face licks. Ugh. <laughs> You've blocked that scene from your memory, apparently, but it definitely happened. Ugh. Yeah, gross. No, I don't, I don't know. It's icky. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the whole point. All right. So then fine. I guess that works. All right, then. So what do you, what do you rate this on a scale of one to five Face licks. Ugh. I, Unconsented face licks. Ugh. Which is so much worse. I give it, I'm going to say four. Okay. Bad acting, horrible right. script, really no logic to it. Really, it was just, it was bad. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm four, four and a half, somewhere in there, I think yeah. is, is fair. Five, I, re- I reserve for the movies that are so, so bad, bad that I would good. actually right. recommend somebody go check it out because right. just to watch the train wreck. And I I don't know that I would do that here. I wouldn't. Mm-mm. It's But it is definitely bad from minute one to minute 80, whatever they right. made it to. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I feel the same way. Okay. So what's your alternate title? <sighs> you didn't do your homework, babe. <laughs> Well, I'll say mine was, um, I have two options. One's a little longer than the other. Day of the Dead. Zombies aren't the only assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Or stalker zombies. (laughs) Stalker zombies. Now you don't have to just worry about stalkers in life. You have to worry about them coming back for you after they're dead. (laughs) We could call it the the Z2 movement. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly poor taste, but <laughs> it's catchy. Y'all can't see his face, but he makes this face that he just made now when it's like the, I know what I've said, that you're not going to like it because it's in poor taste, but it's also really funny. So I'm going to say it and wait and see what happens. Yep. And um, yeah. Okay. That's your name. That's the <laughs> one you go with. So... <laughs> 
you. Okay, so I think that about wraps us up for talking about Day of the Dead Bloodline. Yes. Next week, we'll be watching and talking about The Roommate. Yes, we're abandoning our virus-centered yeah, movies Yeah, because, y'all, I just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> At first, it was fun in this just, like, I don't know, masochistic way. And now it's just too real. Yeah. <laughs> it's too so, real. So we're moving from a stalker zombie to just a regular old stalker. A I regular old-fashioned stalker. <laughs> the kind you can kill with death. Yes. Um, and it's on Netflix. They just recently added it. It was in the top 10 for a little while. So apparently everyone got really into it for a bit. And then we're like, oh, this is horrible and stopped watching it. So, but you can find it on Netflix. It's got, what's her name? Leeton Meester. Yes. However you say it from Gossip Girl and looks, looks like it's going to be pretty bad. So I'm excited for it. The synopsis for this one is a psychological thriller about a deranged college freshman, played by Leighton Meester, who becomes obsessed with her new roommate, played by Minka Kelly. Full stop. That's (laughs) the whole description. So she becomes obsessed. Okay. So it's about a stalker, basically, is that's the sum of it. Let's take a listen to a clip from the roommate. Hi, Maria. Hi. I wanted to introduce you to Sarah. My roommate. Hi. Hey. Rebecca. We were never friends. Come on, let's go. All right. Now, don't forget to follow us. Hit us up on social media. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Twitter. Um, Leave us some reviews. Share with your friends. Help us reach other people. Yeah. (laughs) Help us help ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, always feel free to let us know what movies you think are so horrifying so we can... uh, Add them to our list of things to watch. (laughs) Mock them roundly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so don't add ones that you hold dearly to your heart. Yes. We will destroy them. (laughs) I don't care if we like it or not. We're going to talk about it. (laughs) And yeah, that about does it. Everyone stay safe, be good and healthy as much as you can. Yep. Go wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands and stay at home. Yes. And have a good week. Try not to go crazy. Yeah. Good luck.